Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today today is the 6th of June, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I am, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan. Say James, your the name. Of The Athletic. And I, of week. course, am your ho- your other co-host, Nicholas Hinkle. Finally. Round of applause. 140 episodes in, you finally say who you are. James, I have a fun way to kick this one off. Non-basketball related. Let's get personal. Haven't heard from James the person in a while. All righty. Are you setting me up here? No, 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 no. This will be fun. All right, go ahead. What is your biggest red flag? In like a woman? No, 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 no. Yours as a person, as a man. What's your biggest red flag? I bite my nails profusely. Do you think that's a red flag? Yeah, I think so. Okay, mine was a little bit. You want me to give you mine? See if you got one like this? Sure, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I am almost 25 years old. And still, if I'm playing a video game and I hear a little kid on the other team or in the lobby or something, I will go out of my way to like ruin that kid's day and be like, you stink at the game. And like my objective by the end of the session is for him to be like, I don't know if I ever want to play this fucking game again. What is wrong with you? Why do you do that? And it's not like, and I, and I say this as a guy who honestly and genuinely, if I found out tomorrow that I was going to be a dad, like I think I am at a point in my life where I'm very balanced and I genuinely, like it's not coming from a place of that like at all. I think it's just kind of like when I was that kid, you know, it's like a rite of passage. I got stomped around. You know, it's the social hierarchy, little kid. I've been playing these games longer than you. It's like why dudes don't want to play Fortnite is because I don't want to get like stomped by a guy who I know is 12 years old. You know, that's not fun. I guess. I don't know what to respond to this. It's funny, though. That was funny. Red flag. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's sick behavior. Mine's just I just have nubs. Yours is you like to torture, <laughs> torture kids no, on a <laughs> uh, Basketball-related thing yeah. uh, to get us back on track. Before game two of the finals, Adam Silver changed my mind on something that I thought I was never going to change my mind. I thought I was so bulletproof and headstrong in the camp of, I don't think we need the in-season tournament. I got to tell you, dude, I'm, I'm like sneaky in on it. Because the Heat made the finals? No, 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 no. What would that have to do with anything? Be- oh, you said, I'm sorry. You said in-season in season. Tur- I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought oh, you I'm said sorry, play-in. Not the plan. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. In-season okay, tournament. Why are you on board? I'm, I'm against it. Well, because just the way that he articulated the structure of it, where it's like. Explain that the like, structure for people who did not. Well, that's what I'm trying to. I'm sorry. I'm trying to recount it on the fly really quick. So it's like in that November, December window. There's going to be like a seven to ten day window where the four or five games that every single NBA team plays counts as like their regular season games, but they also go towards the standings of this in-season tournament. And like the four best teams from that are going to play at a neutral uh, site and they'll get some some extravagant incentive, I'm sure. Which ultimately is what this has always come down to for me is like what the incentive ends up being because... If it's kind of boring, quote unquote, to the fans and it's just financial to the players, I think that's probably 
better, right? Because if it ends up having any real implications on like anything draft related or seating related, like that's probably going to feel pretty bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, to me, if you're going to do an in-season tournament with just the teams from the NBA who play against each other 82, 82 times 30 games a year, I would want the compensation to be magnificent. I don't know. Like, it'd be cool if whoever wins it gets a uh, a lottery pick. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But I just don't see the point in it if it's just the NBA teams. I'll never get my I'll, – I'll never have interest in it until they factor in other leagues. Even if it's yeah, as small I... as the G League. I think that would be fun. I've said this before, but, like, to see the Lakers play at – in in uh, what where did the drive used to play? Is it Delta Plex at the Delta Plex? Like that'd be cool if LeBron's at the Delta Plex. It needs to be as close to like European soccer as possible if you're going to do it. Uh, a week or two ago, when I was in Devin Booker's hometown visiting my brother, we passed by the Delta Plex, and I just always forget that it's literally just a box. It just looks like a warehouse. Yeah, it's uniquely designed. Yeah. It's just literally it, just a square. Or is it ununiquely designed? Yeah, I thought you were being ironic, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's just a square. Yeah. No, but I think it's cool because if you put it in that November, December window, that's when you have those early teams that it's like, wait, I thought you were going to be bad, but you're kind of going on this this run. And Detroit has found themselves, like in the last 10 years, in a lot of those situations where they get out the gate quick. You know, we had that like 13 and 5 year. Was it the Blake? Was it eighteen nineteen or was that the year before? We started uh, good, but you know what I mean. One, like my second year, fourteen and six, I think. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But you know, you want to, you know what? That team missed the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's something know, you know saying, early at least. For you guys. Yeah, I mean, the last ten years has been what I've been thinking a lot about the dude who, in the mailbag episode a few weeks ago was like the Pistons have officially done the least in basketball in the last 15 years. And the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, he's kind of onto something there. <laughs> and that doesn't kind feel of? great. Yeah. Like at the first time I read it, I was like, this guy is just being, I mean, that's not, you know, I mean, it's really right, not though. true. The Kings. I mean, I guess, yeah, the but Kings they just, won a, they want to play. They want a playoff game. I guess they didn't win a series. Three of them. The they won three of them. They won three of them. You're right. Yeah. But you also, I mean, you weren't born, but, for the larger part of 20 years before then it's a lot of winning and then a lot of lot of losing before that too yeah but i mean like we're talking about your great uncle only knows that knows george yardley and steve coker of coker refrigeration also the starting power forward for (laughs) (laughs) the fort wayne uh what was fort wayne's mascot again the uh the um this the are you talking about the like the Zollner Pistons? Yeah, you talking like, about that yeah, like the, the big yeah, iron like dude, the Michelin man, the big the big like iron the Michelin tin, man. Yeah, the Tin Man. Yeah, you know, speaking of mailbags, you have one cooking up over at the Athletic, right? What are you working on this week? Should we address that we just started this show so wild? Did we? I think it's pretty characteristic of the show. But like they the Pistons just hired a coach and. <laughs> Well, that's what that's what this transition was, was you talking about the athletic and then we get in all the Steven yeah. Silas stuff. And also, I just don't know. Well, I was talking about Monty, but I still just don't think there's a Oh, yeah, that guy. He has a, his press conference will be next week, not the week that right. you're listening to this, the following week. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, over at The Athletic, there's a mailbag where I address. People have been asking me who's worked out for the Pistons. I've heard of two names so far. Um, I think there's some scheduled, like, this week, some some bigger names. Um, and, yeah, I talk about Monty Williams' impact on – people were asking me a lot about, like, roster moves and if this expedited the rebuild, uh, which we've talked about – I think we talked about it last week, which I don't think will be the case, but I talk about it more in the mailbag. And then draft stuff, and I'm sure – I can't remember, but I think a free agency question too, so go check that out. You know, on the topic of free agency, I was actually going to save this to the end, but you want to just do it now. Sure. I think I spent the weekend, you know, kind of letting the high come down from the Monty Williams thing and just, you know, settling back down to earth like, okay, let's do it. Try to connect some dots and telegraph some future free agent signings. Looking at the unrestricted guys, restricted, looking at literally everybody. You should. Who do I think is coming to Detroit? like alien music right here like the conspiracy <laughs> music what is it uh what's that show ancient aliens no it's an older show like and it has like the i don't know how to do like the alien no you know the alien song yeah i know what you're noise. talking about yeah the alien song of course in my spotify wrapped but if when you get on your conspiracy things like this your your pistons conspiracy things we need <laughs> like that music should play well, but think about it, because I'm going to name these two guys, and everybody sitting at home, even you, James, is going to be like, yeah, that actually makes sense. This isn't Bartlestein 2.0, okay? This actually this is bulletproof. All right. So you've told us in, in recent weeks that the whole Corey Joseph thing is probably over. He's probably going to go somewhere else. Yes. Probably. Yes. So you look at the market. You look at guys we could potentially draft. You think, okay, the Pistons, if they want another backup guard, probably going to be through virtue of trade. Or free agency, unless they go the Anthony Black route. But hey, who knows? Then you look at a guy like Javon Carter. And or the think, Marcus Sasser route. Then you look at the Javon Carter thing, and you're like, wait a minute. First of all, that's a Monty Williams guy. Second of all, that's a bulldog. Third of all, <laughs> he's literally coming to the team because the backup point guard market isn't very good. Javon Carter, suit up. What do you think? Monty Williams guy. He is. He played for Monty Williams. Yep. Insert conspiracy music. Next one. Next one. Another Monty Williams guy. And one that I would argue makes more sense than Javon Carter, Tory Craig. I've and this one's Torrey made sense before. for... Tory Craig is just a guy that... It's it's not like it's very unique that he fits Detroit, because the truth is he's one of those guys that you could put him anywhere, and I think he's going to make sense. Yeah, right? I agree. And I think that... Uh, first of all, he's a he's a need, right? A positional need. Pretty athletic wing, awesome rebounder, crafty scorer. Suit him up. Did I mention he's a Monty a little, Williams you've guy? Gone a, you've gone, you've gone <laughs> crafty scorer. No, I wouldn't go there. Uh, but three and D veteran wing that you could get for cheap. Again, yeah. played for played for the Suns. Crafty scorer. That's it. Those are the only two guys I wanted to throw out there. You're not even going Cam Johnson? No, I just think the money. I just don't think. I don't believe it. But here's the thing, though. What don't you believe is a restricted free agent? Yeah, that's it. I think Brooklyn's going to pay him. I don't know if they're. I don't think he's going to get it. Like, what do you. Like, you think he's going to get like 35 a year? It's just too hard to gauge these days, man. But, like, do you want to give him 27? I don't care. 
Uh, I mean, no, but like, if, think about I it. I wouldn't like, be really. Pro, I don't think that's that high for a young ish. He's twenty. He'll be twenty seven, I think, soon. He's older than people think. Yeah, uh, twenty seven's a good number. I would. Maybe that's the market. I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. I would do twenty seven. But yeah, so. I thought you were you didn't even want to go all the way down to 2025 with Devin Booker. You're just going to stop it. You have a campaign pitch? No, Ooh, but I am no curious though. Cuz it's like I don't know if you can hear the construction out there, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry if you can. No. I have to have the the window open cuz we had to put the AC in, so it's just a little bit extra loud so it might pick up. But I think the Monty Williams pitch had to be similar to the Bogdanovich pitch, you think, right? In the sense that like there is a plan we are doing something cool. You know, we are going to do something with this money. And, hey, here's the... Because here's the thing is I don't believe that, like, Monty Williams being the coach is really going to influence who the pick is that much. Like, I think whoever they are picking before that, they're probably still going to do that. That's f- probably true, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Or I think and they're you... more likely to move back than they are to just outright trade the pick, like, and not draft in the first round. Oh, I'd be upset if they did that. My whole thing is, yeah, just move back. You'd be upset if we didn't pick in the first round. Yeah, because yeah, like that's not if it, what does it get you? It, if it gets you like OG and an Obi, then that's cool. Well, that's what but, I'm saying. Like you, you don't know if you would hate it. You'd have to see what the piece would be for. You wouldn't hate it if it brings you uh, Luke Kennard back. I would be honestly kind of pissed if we traded the <laughs> fifth pick for Luke Kennard. I'm not gonna lie, I'd be a little upset. That's funny. I love I'm surprised him. you said that. I know. But I don't know about that. But even then, the whole OG thing, I saw someone on Reddit. And I was making point. it. I was. I just want to make it clear because I got – I'm sorry. Just to interrupt you, I do apologize. This needs to be said because I'll just throw out names as like a template and people take it too seriously. I've seen sure. people give me crap. DeAndre Hunter. I'm just like throwing – I just like a template, like a 3 and D wing sure. that's young and good. Like that like potential, right? When I say Luke Kennard, I was it was a joke. I was not saying that the Pistons should trade number five for Luke Kennard. Carry on. Yeah, I, but I somebody made I a point on Reddit. Do that whole. Spiel. You're I'm good. Sorry, go you're ahead. fine. I'm you're glad. golden. A guy on Reddit was like, "Are you sure about the OG Ananobi thing? Like, are you not potentially just renting him for one year and that's it?" You mean Pascal? Pascal has one year left. I don't think OG does. I think OG has multiple. Or am I it wrong? must have been about Pascal then. Yeah, I must have gotten myself twisted up there. Hold on, let me check. But go ahead. Let me check OG's contract while we're doing this. But it is one of those things that the one thing that has been consistent with Troy is he really only trades for guys that he knows he's going to be able to lock up again for like another two to three years. Right. So and I think most GMs probably do their due diligence with that, especially when they're in the position that Detroit is in. But you're o- shaking your head. What OG you is also he has a player option for after next season. So he has the potential to be a free agent as well. Yes. Good call. Boom. So is that really what you want to do? I mean, money talks. If you're going to pay him, he'll stay. <laughs> and as we've seen, recent history suggests that Tom Gores is an owner, in fact, who will spend any money necessary. So do you have a – are you done with your free agency spiel? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. Do you have a – like top five favorite for the number five pick now. I actually am having a really weird. And like, are you factoring in the hiring of Monty into this now? No, I'm thinking about the Jeremy Grant thing more than anything. 
and how the draft dictates what we do with him. Because if you get a guy like Cam Whitmore, then you can go get a guy like Jeremy. But if you get Jairus Walker, because here's the thing, to answer your question, that's kind of where I've started to to lean, um, is back in the sort of Jairus Walker camp. Because when I watch him play, I think that he is out of the group of guys that we could pick from. I think he is the closest to being an NBA player on day one and does the most on offense without the ball in his hands out of all of those guys. And I also look at him and I think if Jeremy Grant just dribbled 50% less, is that just Jairus Walker? Are they just the same Spider-Man meme picture, like pointing meme? Is that them? If Jeremy Grant dribbled 50% less. I see where you're going. There's No, I wouldn't compare him, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think also maybe it's a little more, and I agree. This isn't really a, we're not really a draft comps guy. We both think that's kind of lame to do to players. Do we? But like. Speak for yourself. I like it. We've talked about this before, no? I I I think it's corny. I hate when they say things like, what, um, was it Stephen A. Smith or Chris Broussard? If he's not Wilt Chamberlain. Wembenyama's a failure. Like, stuff like that's just insane. Yeah. Or, like, I hate when they only compare race to race. Like, Luka and oh, Harden's, yeah. like, the first time that that's, like, in recent memory that that's happened. But, like, some, like, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know another white guy that plays, like, Tyler Hero, right? You know what I mean? J.J. Redick? No, nah, he doesn't have the, he didn't have the, he doesn't have the, J.J. did not have the wiggle. With the ball, hero did the finesse. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. So I hate, I hate those. But other than that, I'm fine with them. I just everybody sees them differently. Yeah, I don't know. This has just been some weird draft talk fatigue on my end recently. You're I don't know what it is because I got the fifth pick. I think that's probably what it is. But I, I do think Jairus Walker is going to be awesome, and I think if long as long as you only move back to like eight or nine i'll probably still be able to to get one of my guys and and feel good about it but but for the most part what are we like three weeks away yeah i, I feel good i'm I'm still coasting off the bonnie williams and probably should have just threw this in like 15 minutes ago steven silas yes he is the top assistant for money coming to detroit bridging oh the, number one a- adding more fuel to the online rockets pistons beef yeah. Which is the yeah. weirdest beef ever. Yeah, it got me kicked off the internet. Oh, yeah, that's right. forgot that was... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, it's such... I mean, to be fair, me and Kelly play into it because we do do a lot of, like, talk about how their rebuilds are progressing because they start to do that at the, around the same time. But yeah, the shots that these two fan bases take at each other... I mean, it stems from green and... Cade, right when yeah. green said he didn't want to live in detroit anyway james i have a question about steven silas and we're going to get to that but what do you say we take a quick break whatever you say okay i need you to help me with the timeline on the steven silas thing because for like a year Monty now williams was hired no <laughs> he picked steven silas to be his assistant gm it happened no, no, th- no. within three days hold on for the last year, I've been making jokes about a mutiny happening against Steven Silas. 
But now I don't remember if that's actually true or if I've just been like saying that. I don't remember like a players meeting or anything happening. Well, there was that report that he cried because he couldn't that's what get the players under control. Yeah, that's what it like, was. <laughs> like they were kids at a daycare. <laughs> I'm not laughing at him being like emotional. I'm laughing at like the situation, like he, the locker room. If it's if true, he teared up because like he couldn't get the the kids under control. This is, is amazing because this is what you're telling me is the last two coaches to be subject to a mutiny, John Beeline and Stephen Silas, are now in the Pistons organization. That's what you're telling me. Insert, insert alien music. You have to find it. You have to find it. Dude, this X-Files. Isn't... X-Files is what I've been thinking oh. of. The X-Files music. Will you incorporate that into this pod at some that point? That is a DMCA violation waiting to happen. That will get kicked off Spotify. We won't get any more five-star reviews. We don't anyway. That's not true. We get a lot. We We're 4.7 on also, Apple Podcasts. I, I know, but we used to be 4.9. I don't want to really talk about our rating, but I have noticed we either get fives or ones. Like, we are not for it. We're, That's we're, any pod, though. Go to any pod. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead with your with Steven Silas. No, that's it. I just wanted you to clarify. It. It's not even you, a conspiracy. So you think that something's coming down the pipeline? Doesn't it have a, the trappings? A mega of, mutiny? It's very Shakespearean, no? It's fair. I don't know if Silas had a mutiny. For the but, sake of the joke, it's better if he did no, have a mutiny I'm against him. I'm not against it. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a guy who was an assistant for... A long time, a top assistant in, I think, was it Dallas and Charlotte? Mm. Um, Well-revered as a top assistant. Obviously didn't work out in Houston. Uh, but he's going back into a role in which he has comfort and, and has had success. So, um, seems like a good hire. Again, I'm not a – it's hard for me to break down coaches – exactly what they'll bring to this team what they're what they'll do their their role or x y and z so but it seems like a good hire and by all accounts he, he really only got fired doing what tillman fertita asked him to do and then also t- to his credit i think didn't his i think his dad passed away a year ago too uh, was during this, his it was this season the first in the first game he missed the he didn't coach the game in Detroit because he was either at his he was at his father's funeral. Gotcha. Um, and then there's a video that's actually floating around on social media now. Silas's first game he coached after his father passed was against the Suns. So there's like a clip of Monty like Monty, yeah, patting him on the back and giving him a hug and stuff. Uh, that started floating around once the news came out that he uh, was coming to Detroit. You know, a few weeks ago, we talked about this on the question of a head coaching search. I think it was also in the mailbag episode. Man, people on this show ask great questions. Uh, What is the process going to look like as far as assistants go? Does this mean we get a new batch in? Is this sort of the indication that we are maybe going to see some fresh faces on the bench? Oh, there will definitely be fresh faces. Uh, I don't want to say that some guys won't be brought back. I don't know that for certain. I know the assistants' contracts, and I think I mentioned here before, ended at the end of May. Uh, so the yeah. majority would have to sign a new one. Uh, but I would imagine – I was told that Monty is picking his own staff. So uh, I don't know if he has relationships with people that were here prior, but um, it sounds like it's his call. 
Sean Sweeney, Jordan Brink. Um, who's another His assistant? Call, not your call. Who's another assistant we like? Who are your assistants that you like? Because I have mine. I don't. I just like that's a tough question to ask me because I know like them as people. Like I've got like I like them as people. I don't necessarily okay. know. I'm not like I don't know what the assistants exact jobs are like across the league so i don't have like a favorite assistant i always find that conversation funny like when fans get excited like how much they wanted charles lee like uh who could very well be a very good head coach one day but with that said he's been up for several jobs hasn't gotten one yet i'm actually curious what happened i wonder if he goes back to milwaukee i don't know if he has a relationship with adrian griffin i'm curious what happens with him yeah um but you know what i mean like I, did, I don't know how people know if an assistant coach is good or not. Yeah, man, I love that Terry Stotts hire in Milwaukee. I love that. I forgot about that. As an assistant, dude, such a good hire. Who's your favorite broadcast team in, like, the four major sports? Do you care broadcast about that? Broadcast team? Nah. You don't care? Shout out to George and Greg. Yeah, yeah but, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, broadcast team? Like, local broadcast? No, no, no. It could be, like, you could say, oh, like, it could Chris be like Fowler Romo and Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, okay, okay. Big Gus Listen, Johnson guy? I'm gonna, this is going to be controversial. Buckle up. Whoa. People hate Breen, Gundy, and Jackson. To me, I don't turn on, turn on the game to, like, I don't need a basketball 101 class like i don't i don't need that as somebody who's around the game a lot and kind of understands what's going on in most situations uh i their tangents make me laugh so that's like kind of where i'm at and like their off the wall takes like make me laugh so i like the i like them as entertainment i don't need yeah i don't me and i understand the average fan needs that i don't need that obviously not the average fan so I enjoy the entertainment aspect of it, whether they're trying or not to be funny. I 1 million percent agree with this. And I think it's the same logic, the same reason that we like NBA on TNT as a collective, right? We all oh, love it. Yeah. And barber, barbershop talk. My only thing with that trio is God forbid a flagrant foul is under review because <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy will without fail what even is a flagrant foul anymore? <laughs> every time we see one of these, I just don't know. And it's the same. He does it every single time as if he hasn't said it before. It drives and it's, people nuts. Dude, it's so funny. And then Mark Jackson will talk about some Toyota he was driving in 1987. And, <laughs> and then Mike Breen will be like, Jokic puts it in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. It's funny to me. I don't. I don't take it too serious, and I, I get chuckles every time they they broadcast a game. At some point, yeah, Savannah was all city. What? You don't know the Mark Jackson member? And he said she was all city. And I'd hit her out the park with all due respect. <laughs> when he said that what? during a Cavs game, Mark Jackson said that during a Cavs game. <laughs> no, he didn't. You don't know this. Find the clip on your phone and play it on the podcast. Right oh my! I I I can't believe this. You've never heard Mark Jackson Savannah, talking about like, Savannah I you're James. Talking about LeBron's 
LeBron's he's wife? talking about Savannah. Yeah, Mark Jackson, Savannah James. You need to lay off the peyote. I don't actually understand what peyote is. Is it a plant? I, I never, I never knew. Either. I've never. I'm sending you the clip, and you can play it live for everybody. Why can't you just play it? Because you, I need you to be able to hear it with clear audio. Because you are the one that. All right. Sorry for this lackluster pod, people. We just because there's no press conference, there's nothing more to really talk about. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let me see if this is AI generated. I think this is this this happened in real life, dude. Out of all of that talk was that his wife Savannah had a sinker ball and a fastball as a high school softball pitcher. <laughs> I tell you what. And you know what I was thinking, Mike? He says this. Whether Mark could put into play against an average major league uh, baseball player, one out of ten. Sean McNally, the great Pittsburgh Pirates scout. <laughs> what is he no talking about? This is why I like him. <laughs> the game is going on. <laughs> Breen Thompson for three. He said she was all city. James again from downtown. <laughs> James from downtown. <laughs> seen that no i don't remember that but the funniest part was uh there's like a, within that there was jeff van gundy agreeing with yeah. after he said i'd knock him out to probably like absolutely or whatever he said <laughs> and then him trying to add on with all due respect at the end it's oh i don't, I don't remember maybe i have clip. seen that i don't remember that but have, i'm sorry there, i'm sorry i just gotta say this just like him going on a tangent talking about like the pirates or whatever he's saying and then breen's like Thompson for three, and then he yeah. just keeps going with his story in the NBA Finals and two point game. That's why I like Van Gundy. It's like, have you seen the clip where Jeff Van Gundy is talking about how first cousins and second cousins confuse him because he doesn't know what you're allowed to do with them? And Mike <laughs> Breen was like, "What are you talking about?" In the middle of a game. <laughs> no, I don't, this isn't real. He was like, he, Mike Breen was like talking about a player, and he's like, "Oh, and he's second cousins with this guy." And Jeff Van Gundy was like, "I don't, I don't understand what second cousins means, oh, or what no, you're allowed to do this. with them." And Mike Breen, and the game is going on, and he's doing it. I don't think Mark Jackson was there. Let me so, find this. So I'm, Hold I'm on. here with you, dude. That trio <laughs> is just like. Mike Breen does enough on his own to anchor the broadcast. Hold on, let me start it over. What does second cousins mean? Alright, so I just, I just wanna I wanna add context to this to this really quick before I continue, alright? The Spurs and Rockets are playing on ESPN in an eight point game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like this is like Harden's on the team, Ryan Anderson. What a bucket like, Ryan Anderson was. Like these are this is a good game. It's like a premier matchup. And this is what Jeff Van Gundy asks. What does second cousins mean? <laughs> <laughs> well it's not it's not I, I can't I don't want to. Oh, I just 
I can't believe he said that. What you're allowed to do? Oh, that's funny. You're you're putting me on game. I haven't I haven't seen these two. This is crazy, dude. This is just what I watch while I'm falling asleep. Oh, that's good. Well, this is either the worst show Oof. in BNC history or the funniest. I really hope people like this one. If this doesn't get us a five star rating, I don't know what will. We figured we've been having like everything's been so serious in Pistons world the last two months. Like we figured we'd come on here and just kind of have some fun. It's like that episode. Is it Family Guy or is it It's Always Sunny where they're they like desperately try to win an award and they like try to do everything so that they actually win an Emmy in real life. We're doing anything we can to get a five star rating on this podcast. The, but or one. We only want fives or ones. Yeah, that's um, true. And we just yeah, like I said, we want to have fun. It's been a tense week in Pistons world for two two months. So tense week for we come two on months. Here I know that's right. A tense week for two months. Yeah. Did I say 10 months? You said a tense week for two months. Ah, <laughs> uh, brother. That's James, funny. you got an album you want to pick? Currency Pilot Talk. Alrighty, folks. If you're listening to this, I'm going to pick one. I don't know if I have one. I've just been listening to too many uh, composers lately. Okay. I don't know if people want my orchestral recommendations. I was thinking about going to a symphony, man, for my birthday. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I think it'd be fun. I didn't realize, bro. Cause what are you ta- talking about, fam? Wrap this up. Come on. Do Taylor Swift was in town. She had a residency at, at uh, Soldier Field over the weekend. And okay. We're walking around doing some people watching, and I'm seeing all these people wearing all their Eras Tour merch, and I can't believe the feeling of rage and jealousy that I'm getting looking at all these people. Like, everybody's wearing Taylor Swift merch, and I'm losing my mind because I can't have it. Fam, wrap us up. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. I never oh, can apologized. I drop a nugget at the end to see if anybody, in case people make it to the end, can I drop a nugget? Yeah, do it. If you if you stayed till the end and you and you got this nugget, tweet at us. I think one of these four people, if the Pistons stay at five, will be the pick. Mm. Ready? Whoa! This is my gut. You ready? This is for yeah. all our. This is for the rider dies. And this is real. This is not a bit. This no, is, this, I, is, this is real. This is what I believe. I, I okay. don't know if it'll actually. I can't predict the future, but this is what I believe as of right now. Ready? And again, if you made it this far, thank oh you. Gosh. <laughs> this is for our our loyal listeners. I hope you had fun on this ridiculous episode of the podcast. All right, one of these four will be the pick at five if the Pistons stay at five. Thompson Twins, Trace Walker, Cam Whitmore. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.